I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Welcome in to another edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I'm your host, TJ McBride, at TJ McBride NBA, here at the Mile High Sports Studio, sitting alongside, as always, Anilo Piro. What is going on, TJ? You guys can follow me on the Twitter sphere, at Sports, sitting here on a Tuesday night in the Mile High City after an impressive Denver Nuggets victory, to say the least. They uh, knock off uh, the Detroit Pistons and uh, dominating fashion, I think, is a fair word to use for this one. Uh, absolutely, because from start to finish, they were just taking it to the Pistons. And it was great to see because they came out of the gate and were up 20 to 8 at one point and were just really hitting on all cylinders. And I guess we should really start with who was the best player on the court tonight, in my opinion, which was Jamal Murray, because he really set the tone from the start, in my opinion. What do you think of Murray's game tonight? Murray was, listen, I mean, this is what we've come to expect from him in terms of what we've seen in spurts. Uh, we saw a, another complete game from Murray. I think he's had, what, four or five of these now where he's been 20-plus points. Uh, did he have, what, double-digit assists, I believe, too, as well? Um, so a lot of great stuff from Jamal Murray, and you're seeing a guy that once the confidence starts to, you know, kind of rise, he gets into a rhythm. And, you know, we've kind of talked on the podcast here a few times that he is a rhythm kind of player. Once he gets going, it's hard to kind of stop him. So you saw Jamal Murray get going early, and he kind of ran with the fire and trapped it in a bottle and really put together a nice performance. Yeah, and not only is he a rhythm guy, but when he gets to assert himself, he becomes an entirely different monster, and you saw that because out the gate, he was attacking the paint relentlessly, hit a three, but then in the second quarter, I think it was, he just had a monster dunk where he just one-handed, right-handed, went right over Reggie Jackson for just a poster annihilation. He yeah. stole the soul of Reggie yeah. Jackson on that dunk. Yeah. And when you see an assertive version of Jamal Murray like that, it's really hard to beat the Nuggets. Whenever he goes on these scoring binges, it's almost impossible to beat them. And at this point, it's looking like that whether you have Nikola Jokic or don't. Jamal Murray tonight finished with 28 points on 11 of 19 shooting. He was 4 of 8 from 3 and threw in 4 rebounds and 3 assists for good measure and one just filthy block towards yeah, the end of the game yeah. as well. Plus minus a 25 to you know, kind That's of top it all the off. big thing. So. I know they completed performance, but he, here's the thing with Murray. Yes, it was a great performance, but you know we kind of talked about this leading up of it's one great performance and then it's four or five, you know, kind of I can't even score and I can't get an assist sort of performances. So with Jamal, it's can you ride the uh, consistency per se and ride the momentum um, stemming from this game and this performance? That's the big thing, you know, in wake of now Jamal or uh, Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap both being out. We've been talking about uh, the big topic of discussion is be 
has been on, you know, which Nuggets player is going to step up. We've pointed the finger at Gary Harris, uh, you know, but rightfully so. Jamal Murray is deserving to be that guy if he wants to rise up to the occasion and steal that title, you know. Seventh overall pick. This is a guy with a, a lot of expectations running on his shoulders. And he fell to 7-2. It wasn't exactly. like he was projected to be a seventh round so, pick. listen, this is what we've kind of come to expect. Games like these should become the norm this time next year. I mean, he well, the be- norm, not about the, the 28 points on 17 no, shots no, no, is no, no, freakish. No, no, for sure. Without it, but you know what I'm talking about in terms of being the guy, being the, the being aggressive, the, the alpha. Who, like you, you talked about it, the guy who was the best guy in this game tonight by far was Jamal Murray. The reason the Nuggets won is because the way that Jamal Murray was able to set the tone, he needs to be able to do that more so often and be a leader moving forward. It's hard to do that at the age of 20, though. It is, and I think that's what's most impressive about this is that when you start looking over his past, let's just say five games, he has a, let's say six games, he had a 28-point performance against the Lakers, 22 against the Dallas Mavericks. He then followed that up with a 15 points against the Pelicans, which wasn't his best game, but he was still productive. He had that stinker against the Orlando Magic where Will Barton really carried everything. He put up 13 against Indianapolis, another 28 tonight. That's what you want to see from him. I mean, he has double-digit scoring in all but, it looks like, three games in his past 10 or 12 games. That's incredible. I mean, he is really starting to find his stride ever since he kind of became the guy because he was forced to become the guy. Absolutely. And I mean, like, uh, that's actually where I was going to go next with this is because that's something that you and I have also discussed of Murray has been kind of forced to craft his game around Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap, and it's kind of hard to be 20 and, and wanting to try to find success in running a team when you can't kind of play your way, you know, especially not with the ball being in your hands. Being that Nikola Jokic is this kind of alpha dog, you know, on the court, it provides struggles for Murray because, you know, he's forced to kind of conform his game um, to a certain extent. And, you know, when you're 20 years old, it's hard to you know, run an offense the way that it wants to be run and not being able to play your style. So, yeah, an impressive game all around for tonight from Jamal Murray. Let's see if he can kind of start to do this moving forward. Uh, that's been the biggest problem. Like you said, I think you said there's only been three in his last 12 games that he has not been in double digits with points. So you're seeing you're seeing him iron out some uh, consistent, consistency issues. Yeah, I mean, when he becomes the guy and there is no deferring to a Paul Millsap, to a Nikola Jokic, to a Wilson Chandler, to a Gary Harris, I mean, you become the fifth option at that point. And now that he, he is essentially the guy, it's been between Jamal Murray, Will Barton, and Gary Harris in equal amounts. They need all three of them. It's really allowed him to kind of grow into the player that he wants to be. And you saw that tonight because not only did he put up these good numbers, he did have three assists and two turnovers. So he was plus in a he was a positive in the assist to turnover ratio. Had that block as well. And I thought was very, very good defensively tonight. Reggie Jackson had finished with 12 points, four rebounds, two assists, and was four of ten from the field and one of five from three. I mean, he was being smothered by Jamal Murray as often as he possibly could the starters tonight were so good defensively they really were it was something that I didn't expect, I guess. What it's were you the tenacity. Say? I was going to say it's the tenacity. You know, we've kind of talked about why does this Denver Nuggets team kind of struggle on the road. It's the failure to rise to the occasion of these games. You know, they always find themselves behind the eight ball here in recent times, specifically on the defense side of the floor. You know, you've seen them rise to that occasion, and you've seen them thrive, you know, in that kind of aspect. It seems like there's a sense of pride attached yeah. with their defense right now. Yeah, the Pistons only scored 31 points in their starters. Yeah, They only had one incredible. guy in double digits, which was Reggie Jackson. And I think this is a perfect time to transition to Wilson Chandler because he led the Nuggets in plus-minus tonight with a plus-34 in 27 minutes tonight. He helped hold Tobias Harris to 0 of 7 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3, 8 rebounds and assists and a steal, but he finished with 2 points and 4 turnovers. That was a masterful yeah, defensive it, game from Wilson Chandler for against a guy who is arguably a most-improved player candidate this year. No, yeah, Wilson's been doing a lot of great stuff defensively. You know, we, we, we've talked about it. He, he's very steady. He's one of the most consistent players in terms of his production uh, night 
in the night out, also having an impressive night offensively, 18 points, an assist, and four rebounds, 6 of 11 shooting from the field, 2 of 4 from beyond the arc, and like you said, a team high plus minus of 34. So a lot of fantastic stuff from Wilson. Uh, like you said, this was kind of a, a unified team win. That was something that was kind of a big talking point in the last pod that we did is can these guys kind of rally together and weather the storm and Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap out? Tonight we saw really everyone do that. Another guy that you have to really kind of tip your cap towards is... Mason Plumley, a guy with a double-double tonight, 10 points, 13 boards, and an assist on 5-7 and seven shooting, and a plus-minus of 29. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that really has stepped up specifically in rebounding. Not just stepped up, though. He went out there and held Andre Drummond yeah. to only one of four shooting. Like, he only got four shots up tonight. Incredible. He did get 10 rebounds, but he played 27 minutes, and he was likely the biggest man on the floor at all times. I mean, that he forced six turnovers for Andre Drummond. That's incredible production from your center position, especially considering that Nikola Jokic is out and you needed to fall back on somebody. Mason Plumlee has been gutsy, man. Like, he has just been working really been. as hard as he can down low over and over and over again to a point where the Nuggets eventually out-rebounded the Detroit Pistons and the Nuggets were just so undersized. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even close. Darrell Arthur was playing center tonight and was just atrocious, oh, sh- man. Diego Listen, the Nuggets had 17 turnovers on the night. That is not representative to how good their offense was because Darrell Arthur had five of those turnovers by himself in 50 15 minutes like and on top of that he missed a few shots that led directly to fast break opportunities for the Pistons if you eliminated Darrell Arthur from this game the Nuggets bench was fantastic I thought and Mason Plumlee being able to kind of stem the tide against a much 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 bigger Pistons team is what allowed Denver to match their physicality and come into this Detroit Pistons new arena the Little Caesars arena and be able just to take over yeah real quick just on the on the Little Caesars arena man there's no one there why, they, why is their attendance so bad? I have no idea. And it's in the middle of like, downtown Detroit. This was supposed to be like a reawakening of Detroit Pistons basketball. And there's just no are they, one there. Are the fans pissed about the palace? I don't know what it is because I don't think so. The palace wasn't in a very fun spot anyway. It was far away from everything. Like at yeah. least now it's downtown where it should be. I have absolutely no idea why it's so empty there. Detroit needs to figure out what they're doing basketball wise. It reminds me of the Nuggets last year. Yeah, like, hey, no, this team sure, is pretty fun. Sure. Like, you should be down there. Except Detroit has a cherished history of basketball, yeah, even sure. more so than the Nuggets, in my opinion. And that's something that's very weird to me. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about your boy, because yes, if there's a yes, resident was... Trey Lyles expert that is going <laughs> to be Anilo Piro, your boy had 27 minutes tonight with seven of seven from the field, three of three from three point, three of four from the free throw line, four rebounds and 20 points. Listen, man, he's a baller. I he's mean, a baller. I mean, and that was what Gary Harris told us after the game, you know, Guy before, can ball. after the game against the Lakers when they went on this road trip. Was, this guy can ball, and you know Malone even alluded to it. This is a guy that's worked tirelessly throughout training camp and throughout the season, but there's just not enough minutes to go around considering you know the Nuggets situation at front court. But uh, another example of a guy who's been able to step up and relish the opportunity with extended minutes, being that Mills up and Jokic are out. So Lyles again tonight, almost perfect for shooting. Seven, what did you say? Seven to seven from the field. Yeah, three seven or four to seven beyond the arc. I no, mean, three of three from th- yeah, because he was seven to seven from the field. So oh, he's there, three of three from go. three. No, yeah, there you go. My, yeah, my bad. <laughs> you need to go to Fin- sleep, but no, I know finals. <laughs> finals week is getting to me, folks. But uh, anyway, you know, Trey Lyles really doing some good stuff. Uh, look, this is a guy that I really think you're going to start maybe seeing force himself into the rotation. He he is forcing Malone's hand at and, this point. And look, he he's a guy that especially once Jokic comes back, I think those two pair well next to each other. And I gotta say, we, we, Malone could have gone with Farid and Darrell Arthur matched together instead of Lyles, but and. 
still gotten spacing yeah. from Darrell Arthur and whatnot and probably had better rebounding ability against Boban Marjanovic, who was fantastic tonight, I thought. He was just a monster because he was so big. Yeah. But he stuck with Trey Lyles, and it worked out so well for him. And I think once you start everybody getting back healthy, it's going to open up so many questions. Because at that point, you could almost use him more than Fareed in that backup that's, unit alongside Mason Plumley, And that's something that can, goes back to training camp. Yeah. And it's a question that's going to have to be brought up when everybody does get back healthy. It's exactly where I was going to go next, is that you're going to start seeing, I think you're going to see subtraction and playing time from Kenneth Reed, specifically, listen, and I'm not trying to you know start any bad blood with this, but there's clearly been a rift in terms of thought process between Fareed and Malone in past. You know, they've yeah, butted heads. They've no butted doubt. heads. That's a factual statement. And, and, and I think, you know, with... Lyles emerging and being this young guy, this guy that they were excited to trade for this offseason on draft night. If Malone has, if if Malone can justify playing someone else over Kenneth Reed specifically, who's young and growing, I think you're going to see that. Regardless, not necessarily regardless of the production, but if he says you can give me in and around what Fareed can give me, I think you're giving the benefit of the doubt to Lyles. Just yeah. based off what Malone likes. I think that that's 100% true. And I think that you need the spacing in the second unit, especially if you want Emmanuel Moody to be as good as he can possibly be mm-hmm. because he's the only other point guard on the roster, not named Jamal Murray. Yeah. So you need to maximize him. And if once the bench unit comes back around with everybody getting healthy, I think you need that spacing with Moody to really get the most out of him in a stretch run. I do expect the Nuggets to at least be somewhat interested in the trade deadline in a point guard. There's going to be so many available mm-hmm. that, I w- that I do think that could be a situation. But if there's no deals done and... Paul Millsap comes back around the trade deadline. There's going to be a serious question that Malone needs to answer when it comes to Kenneth Fareed or Trey Lyles, because it's very clear Malone likes running with small rotations and it would have happened tonight more if it wasn't for the fact that Darrell Arthur was just off tonight and he had to basically kick him out of the rotation when he played him 15 minutes. But it was really interesting for me, Will Barton and Gary Harris, because neither Mm -hmm. of them shot the ball well tonight. They were a combined five of 15 from the field and O of five from three. Like that's as bad of shooting as you're going to get, but they combined for 19 assists and only two turnovers. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to toot our own horns when we say this, but we talk about these kind of topics, you know, podcast in podcast out. The Nuggets figure out ways, specifically Gary Harris, they figure out ways to beat their opponents, even regardless if they don't have their best stuff. Gary and Will can't shoot. They're going to figure out a way to beat you. They're going to rebound. They're going to assist, and they're going to get steals. So I think it's a product and a testament to the versatility and the depth of this Nuggets rotation and roster. It absolutely is. But I think what I want to allude to more is that we're seeing this rejuvenation and this development in both of them, but especially Gary Harris with the ball in his hands. I remember specifically, it wasn't even an assist. He dribbled from the left wing into the paint there was no one to kick it to there was no rolling big there just wasn't a play so he dribbled back out of it to the opposite wing no one came with him so he pulled up and hit a long two with no one around him that's a Chris Paul move that's not something that shooting guards who don't know how to play with the ball in their hands do and when you go out and you put up nine assists six rebounds and four steals even though you shot badly you help the team legitimately tonight and the same thing goes for Will Barton who had six rebounds ten assists one steal and one block Will Barton was a plus 26 and Gary Harris was a plus 25 and they shot a combined 0 of 5 from 3 so and 5 of 15 go. from yeah. the field. So That's incredible. Beating you beating them beating your opponent in more ways than one, you know, it's a, again, it's a great thing for the Nuggets and it's a great thing. Um, it, it's, it shows the guy's willingness to kind of, you know, explore all aspects and not play a one dimensional kind of style of basketball, you know, play. We could beat you four, five, six, seven different ways, you know, different schemes, looks and attacks. So great stuff overall. How good can Gary Harris be in your Fantastic. opinion? No, like, I, not, no not, he, not, not just superlative numbers, like legitimately yeah. what, what is the ceiling for him in your opinion in a specific way? Oh my goodness. I mean, this was a guy that I, I legitimately believe he could be an all-star. I think he could be a two or three time all-star. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy like a Dwayne Wade 
Wade, who's going to be a year-in, year-out bona fide superstar. But I think he's going to be a guy that you know could show up and give you a double-double a night. Seriously, between his assists and his um, ability to score. A double-double. Potentially. Up, he has, up he's, he's never had a tennis game before. No, it, 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 but I, I think he's working towards that, potentially. I really do. I night? really do. I truthfully do. I see that in him. And I think it's also going to be a product of the system. I, I think Gary Harris and Nikola Jokic, alongside one another, are going to start to increase each other's performance. That may be a little overzealous for me because there's only so many made baskets you can have on teams. There's only so many no, assists I mean, to go I, around. I, I, that, that's just the way that I truthfully see it kind of trending. I think If he can see- get anywhere near that, that'd be incredible yeah. for him. Because where, where do you see him? I see him, if he can average anywhere near four assists but have these nine assists he outbursts. He could six, dude. I think he could. That's a lot. I don't think you understand. Like That's a freakish amount of assists. Like <laughs> So Reggie Jackson leads the Pistons in assists yeah. at like 5.7 and no. he is a legit point guard. He does shoot a lot, but like guys don't average tennis. Assist. No, no, that no, is no. unbelievably rare. So I do feel like at his peak, you look at a guy like Bradley Beal. That's yeah. always been the comp I go with. I think he can be a guy who averages averages like twenty four and five in a season while shooting forty five percent from the field, forty yeah. percent from three, and gets to the line more I, often yeah, than he usually I, does. I just I really like the playmaking ability that he has, and that, that that's what really he needs hangs to develop different looks. He needs to find ways to get guys in different positions and pass them into good Absolutely. shots. Right now, he has a select few reads he can go to, and being that the high mm-hmm. pick and roll was so effective tonight for the Denver Nuggets, his few plays that he falls back on. As a playmaker, we're functioning really well mm-hmm. tonight. So I'm curious if he can continue to expand his game in that way and become a five six assist kind of guy each night. Yeah. If he does that, he becomes an entirely different player no, and a guy sure. you could look at as an all star every year. Yeah, no, but that, that's exactly what I think he could be. You know, I, I, Gary Harris is a guy that I just really feel like doesn't get enough uh, enough love. We talk about you know Nikola Jokic being that one guy that's kind of untouchable in trades. I think you throw Gary Harris in that category, and that's I why I thought people that. were crazy when they were all you trade Gary Harris and Jamal Murray for Jimmy Butler this offseason. You were absolutely out of your mind if you think that it's a logical kind of decision to make. Uh, Gary Harris is a player. He's going to be a guy that's going to be in a Nugget uniform for the foreseeable future. It seems obviously signing that four-year extension um, before the beginning of this season. But a a guy that exponentially gets better year in and year out. Yeah, and that's the thing. Tom Thibodeau has this quote where he says... You can't put a number value on how good a guy can be that just consistently gets better. Guys are just going to consistently and consistently get better. Those guys you can't put a ceiling on. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how good they actually could be. There's physical limitations and things like that. Like Gary Harris is never going to guard one through five. That's not no, possible. Yeah, no. But at the same time, you can see him grow more and more and more in different facets and you know, add a post game against smaller players, find a way to use his passing ability and this dribble penetration ability and scoring with the ball in your hands in this way that he has shown. If he can continue doing that, he could be an all-star kind of guy in the Western Conference. You can look at a C.J. McCollum, a Bradley Beal as comparisons for him, except he could be even better defensively than a exactly. C.J. McCollum. Exactly. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's a good comment. I think C.J. McCollum, even like a DeMar, nah, not a DeMar DeRozan, but I, I think C.J.'s He's a much a, better shooter than no, DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, but I think C.J. is definitely a fair comparison with the, with the added defensive intensity, without a doubt. He, he's a lockdown defender, or he's on his way to being that. Yeah, and you can see it in the steals. He had another four steals tonight. That is just insane. He yeah. is gobbling up, go- gobbling them up over and over and over again, and it is so unbelievably impressive for me. It's been fantastic. Last I think guy, he's, what, is he still fifth in the league in steals? I third? haven't checked. That's something I'll check when you start talking about yeah. Malik Beasley. Yeah, Malik Beasley, another guy. Listen, we talked about him last week, on the, or last time on the podcast. Uh, a guy that's just been a product of the system and a product of the work ethic. You know, he, he was sent to Sioux Falls in the D-League last year. I believe he had eight points last night. Really uh, got a lot of run in the first half. Um, and it really has been, you know, stepped up. He had, what did he have last game? 12? Something like that? He had double digits. I, I believe. believe he did have 12. Um, so, yeah, this is a guy that strings together another game. And he's another young guy. He's only 20 years old. I believe he just turned 20, I believe, a couple weeks ago. So, 
a guy that is really, I think, the most raw kind of prospect that you can still consider that the Nuggets are kind of playing with. Uh, a freak athlete that is still kind of working to kind of find his niche on the basketball court. But this is a guy that, uh, again, you give him an idea and you tell him what to do and he's really started to excel at you know, fitting a role and fitting a mold. Yeah, Gary Harris is tied for fourth in steals per game at 1.9 right now with Eric Bledsoe, Chris Dunn, James Harden, Kent Bazemore, and Victor Oladipo. They're there all at 1.9. So he is fourth right now currently in the NBA behind Russell Westbrook, Ben Simmons, and Paul George. That's impressive. Um, I have just been so blown away with his progression throughout this year Absolutely. and seeing his playmaking ability and seeing him step up as a leader, not even vocally, but just how he plays on the court. Absolutely. There's been a couple moments where I've looked back where he is just, he's decided that he's going to get a couple buckets and just calm things down for the Nuggets. But Malik Beasley, man, I, I was... This kid looks so much more composed than he did at Summer League. This is a guy that just knows what he needs to do on a basketball court suddenly. And when he was the number one option, he looked like a chicken with his head yeah, cut off. But yeah, now, like this is different. He's 4 of 11 from the field tonight, which isn't great, but he was also gunning in garbage time a little bit. Eight points, four rebounds, only had one turnover. He was playing smart. When guys were closing out hard to his three-pointer because they have to honor that now, he was attacking closeouts. When a big stepped up, he pulled up early and hit the mid-range jumper that was uncontested. Yeah. He was making sound basketball decisions that throughout the night, and I think that was huge for him. Absolutely. Listen, it was a great all-around team performance and a great win, uh, Malik. Again, we talk, we're talking about guys stepping up, and that says something about this team. We've talked about Mason Plumlee, Trey Lyles in this podcast. We've talked about Malik Beasley now and Gary Harris. Guys that have all at one point or another been in uncomfortable situations and now seem to be finding their way. So good stuff happening for the Nuggets tonight in their 103-84 victory over the uh, Detroit Pistons. What else do you get from this game? Anything, any other what, big takeaways? Yeah, my last big thing is really funny stat. 13 made shots by the Nuggets bench tonight, only three assists. Wow. Wow, that I mean, it's still because yeah, there's bench it's not that good. They just need to score on their own Absolutely. to be able to make this a functional Absolutely. unit. There's not a whole lot of playmaking at this juncture without Mason Plumlee in that unit and or Will Barton. Mm -hmm. But hey, you get shots to fall. You get 20 points from Mason Plumlee. Um, nobody on the bench was positive tonight. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, there was nobody in the starting unit that was below a plus 25 tonight. This so. Nuggets team was really, really impressive. you have anything you're looking forward to in the Boston game? Well, that's actually what I was going to go to next. You're going to get the Kyrie Irving revenge tour after they lost. This is their first blow out one of the season or blowout loss of the season yeah he's gonna be angry yeah so, <laughs> so I, and Jamal Murray is I, I love Jamal Murray and he works as hard as anybody defensively but man Kyrie yeah, is a different man it's gonna be very interesting to see how Jamal and the Nuggets kind of react um I think his storyline is I don't know I didn't say anything about it but Jokic potentially playing tomorrow uh they haven't said for sure he did get some on-court work again today before the game Nikola Jokic is swelling it's gone down but it still exists um he could play tomorrow they did not rule him out for tomorrow they have been ruling him out the day before for every game until this point gotcha. but he could play I would be surprised at this point that the swollen hasn't gone down just let him come back home and start the homestand with them Absolutely. but get an extra day off too there is no Marcus Morris for the Boston Celtics tomorrow night and there is no Al Horford who will be resting for the Boston Celtics gotcha. tomorrow night so. Kyrie Irving is probable so he isn't com confirmed that he's going to play but I would be very very surprised Likewise. if he didn't play but this is a game that the Nuggets could potentially steal because the Celtics are ailing they just come off that big loss they think they can walk through the Nuggets and they're resting guys if the Nuggets can get this win, go three and three on this six game road trip, that would be especially huge. on the back end of the road trip to get two back to back wins against on a, on good a back -to -back. teams. Against good teams, Indiana, exactly. who they could have beaten, was a very very tough team, and yep. they ended up losing that game. Detroit's a very good team with the exact same uh, fourteen and twelve record coming into tonight that they beat. The, if they can get a win against the Celtics as well, and you have that magic victory in your pocket, and you can come back home and get Nikola Jokic in back. Man, is that going to no, feel that, good that, for the Nuggets? That's very good. So yeah, well, obviously you have to see. 
wait and see how this one kind of plays out. But uh, interesting storylines, to say the least, coming out of tomorrow's one. All right, let's get you to bed. You look like you're about to kill over and die. <laughs> no, man, we're grinding through it, baby. You know what we it is. We always do. Um, I will be getting some kind of article up after this game tonight. You will see something on Gary Harris's playmaking coming up in the next couple days. Um, all kinds of good stuff. Keep it locked to Denver Nuggets daily for all podcasts. There'll be another one out tomorrow after the Nuggets take on the Celtics. This one will be ended up dropping on Tuesday night a little late, yep. but you'll probably be hearing it Wednesday morning. So if you are hearing this Wednesday morning and you are interested in advertising with the podcast, reach out to me at tmcbride3793 at gmail.com. What's your email? You guys can uh, email me if you guys are interested in partnering with the pod at anilovpiro at gmail.com. A-N-I-E-L-L-O-V-P-I-R-O at gmail.com. Yeah, I think that's it, man. We will talk soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening so often. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Adios. I'm a source of sight that is forever flowing. This stage, this life, this crowd, this show, this life. I've been given a gift tonight. And for that, I'm about to be a vessel. I give thanks for my rhyming ability. I don't front like it's not a responsibility. I can open a mind if the youth will listen to me. I'm not gonna front like I'm on some killing spree. And it's hard as a time for our God is living through beasts that come not from minds, but they travel through spiritual regions. Some of the time I feel like it's not even me. No money can buy gateways to infinity. Still, I'm hungry to shine when I know it should let it be. And I want, but I have every single thing that I need. So help me align self with soul, and then I'll be free to sculpt and design verbal styles and experience free. This craft, this beat. This vibe, this style, they say music gives new life From a source inside that is forever flowing This stage, this life, this crowd, this show, this life I've been given a gift tonight, tonight. And for that, I'm about to be a vessel Let go, do what's in front of you Then let go, then do what's in front of you this ain't leisure, although it feels It is a duty, a way to live Another way to give, another way to just Have communion with the source of the sun and moon And a way to pay the bills, displaying skills I'll take it real serious, the vibe's so mysterious Not just one more day to kill And I could lose my connection if I do not respect it enough Fade away it will Day to day it gives energies that replenish me If I believe and I say it will And act on it, cause action is the key to freedom Only way to be a leader, lead by the way you live This craft, this beat this vibe, this style, they say music gives new life From a source inside that is forever flowing This stage, this mic, this crowd, this show, this life I've been given a gift tonight And for that, I'm bound to be a vessel This craft, this beat, this rhyme, this vibe, this style They say music gives new life From a source inside that is forever flowing This stage, this mic, this crowd, this show I've been given a gift tonight, tonight. And for that, I'm about to be a vessel This crap, this beat, this rhyme, this vibe, this style They say music gives new life From a source inside that is forever flowing This stage, this mic, this crowd, this show, this life I've been given a gift tonight, tonight. And for that, I'm about to be a vessel Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three, and from that day on, he was hooked. All he wanted to do was golf, golf, golf. He'd be on the links before school, after school. All he ever wanted was to go pro. And then, one day, when he was holding his grandson and thinking about his 12 handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to Geico and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson. 
Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on condo insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you took minimalism too far because there's only one chair in your entire condo and your only entertainment is one card. Not even a deck of cards, but a single card. And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance.